0: Welcome to the Beautiful Entrepreneurs Podcast, the show for women entrepreneurs who are ready to make more money and take their business to the next level. I am your business coach, Courtney Gray, and each week I'm going to be teaching you the tools I have learned over the past 18 years growing my jewelry business to consecutive $250,000 years from my garage while raising three boys. Let's get started. You are listening to episode number five, Becoming Your 2.0 Self. So this year, I'm really embracing Becoming Courtney 2.0. Another way of saying this is becoming my even more fabulous self, or we could also say up-leveling my self-concept. And the first thing I want to do with this podcast is I want to sell you on why up-leveling your self-concept is so important. So our self-concept is how we see ourselves, what we think about ourselves, what we are really capable of. The reason this is so important is how it affects so much of what we do, our actions, the actions we take and what we don't take. And you know, the actions we take and what we don't take is really what affects the results in our lives. So we act in alignment with this self-concept. If we up our self-concept, we will up our expectations for ourselves. Our behavior will change, right? Our actions. And then when our behaviors change, our results change. So let me give you some examples. The first one that comes to mind is when I hear women saying they're a hot mess, which first of all, I never hear men saying they're a hot mess or anything similar to a hot mess. But I feel like over the years, I've heard it from women. You probably have too. So what happens when you see yourself as a hot mess? You continue to be a hot mess. You are late. You don't have your act together. You don't get stuff done on time. You forget things. You don't necessarily look put together. I imagine your house is possibly in disarray, which all this confirms that you indeed are a hot mess. So another example would be like, um, if you believe you're not good at sales, what do you do? If your self-concept is you're not good at sales, you probably don't sell. You probably don't want to sell. You probably can constantly think about how you hate selling. You don't really make offers to people. You're constantly giving discounts or giving product away for free. You're not showing up powerfully to sell. That's your result. And your sales probably are not very high. So how do you how you see yourself is really important. It is creating the results in your life. Can you see how if you want to be aware of your current self-concept how important that would be and how possibly you might want to go to your next level, which for me I always say next level is 2.0 or I guess 1.5 2.0. I have been on a journey of becoming my best self for many years now. I'm in a place now where I am believing I have so much power over my life, over my future, and how I want to be in this world. This belief is getting stronger and stronger all the time. In fact, I think, I believe that this journey is going to be never ending for me. So I'm going to talk on this podcast about what um, your 2.0 self is, kind of like I just did. I am going to talk about how becoming your 2.0 self, how you can become your 2.0 self, and how becoming your 2.0 self affects every area of your life, not just your business. So I was thinking back to when I really decided to start working on myself and becoming Courtney 2.0. Well, actually, no. I'm becoming Courtney 2.0 right now. So, this is like when I really started working on myself, this was college. So, it was like becoming Courtney (laughs) 1.5. I started really getting into self help in college, like self help books and self help audio programs. And you know, I've heard a lot of people drawn to self-help because they they've either struggled with depression and anxiety or they had a really bad childhood or maybe they had a really hard situation or some trauma in their life, but you know what? This was not me. I had a great life. I just really liked how thinking good thoughts made me feel. I loved getting inspired by motivational speakers and listening again to like audio programs. I just loved how it made me feel. And I think I said this in one of my prior podcasts is that the first person I started listening to that really inspired me uh, to grow and think bigger was Tony Robbins. And at first he was the only person I listened to, um, you know, these days right now, if you start following one type of person, like on social media, you get force fed everyone else in that genre. Every other thought leader is, you know, targeting ads at you. And so this is good and bad, I guess. On the one hand, you get exposed to even more people that have similar messaging. On the other hand, it can be a little overwhelming sometime on social media, I think. But anyways, I loved Tony Robbins. I purchased his program at the time. It was called Unlimited Power. It, um, be- it came in the mail and it was like six cassette tapes. It was awesome. And I would listen to these cassette tapes on the drive to my parents' house. I was in college at UC Davis. My parents lived two hours away and I would listen the whole way down and then back. And I started noticing that after two hours of listening to like just this powerful and inspiring, like perspective that he had, um, on everything, like on finances, on your body image and living your best life and thinking big and money and all these different things he talked about. He had so many different subjects he covered. I just felt like I was like vibrating at a different level, if that makes sense. I just felt like it just made me feel good. I was happier all around. And then after a few years went by, I found other thought leaders that I started following. I really liked Jack Canfield. He's the gentleman who has the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And his original, like Chicken Soup for the Soul book, is seriously one of my favorite books of all time. I have it on my nightstand and I've probably read it five times. And it's thick, it's like a Bible. <laughs> my husband always makes fun of me when he comes to bed and I'm reading it again. He's like, seriously, here we go again. Um, but I love the book because it's just, it is an easy read in a good way. And it ends my day with such lovely stories of accomplishment and possibility and thinking big. And I I don't know about you, but I find that like being an entrepreneur and, and working from home, I have a hard time shutting my brain off. And I think working from home is part of that reason. I feel like sometimes there's always more I could be doing. So although I love to read business books, I love Chicken Soup with the Soul because it gets me excited for my business, but it doesn't necessarily like make me want to start taking notes or jotting things down. And that's probably also because I've read it five times because I have taken so many notes over the years, but it's just almost like an old friend and it just makes me happy before I go to bed. So anyways, during college, when I, I started just changing my outlook and I became an even more positive person and it drew more goodness to me. You know, if you at all believe in the law of attraction, you know that just by having a more positive perspective on life, it draws in more positive to you. You know, you you decide you're going to have a really productive day and making this decision makes you have a more productive day. So why is this? I believe it's because the feeling that is created from that decision. When you say, I'm, I'm going to have a good day today, that decision makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel confident. It makes you feel excited or um, resolute. And then, then when you decide to have a really productive day, you feel, feel that way and you do more productive things. And it's not that problems don't arise, but when they do, you don't make as big of a deal about them. You know, thinking positive also takes the focus off of the trivial negative shit that happens with our daily lives, you know? So if you're living in a positive state of mind, when your marketing campaign isn't producing the results you had wanted, you just kind of roll with it, right? You tweak it. You maybe give it more time. Maybe you, you know, create an, uh, another campaign with a different audience. You just, you just move forward. It doesn't stop you from move, moving forward. So all this positivity in college was making me really happy, but it wasn't until I did Whole30 that I became Courtney 1.5. And yes, this podcast took an unexpected turn because now I'm talking about diets. But if you don't know what the Whole30 diet is, it's an elimination diet. So you take out sugar, flour, processed foods, legumes. I can't eat. It's been so long now I can't even remember. But it basically is a diet that you, if you feel like you are possibly inflamed and you want to, you know, it's like anti-inflammatory. I went on this diet because I was having hip pain and I tried everything to figure out what the problem was. So I thought maybe that if I changed my diet and dialed it in even more, that I would feel better. So long story short, the diet did help with my hips a little better. I went to physical therapy and they totally got resolved. But, but, but the point is the diet was really hard it was one of the hardest things I had done. I was making meals for myself because I was on this diet and then I was still cooking for my family who was not on the diet. And even even harder was that I would make a recipe that, that was on my diet and I was planning on eating this for like three or four days because I have no problem eating leftovers, right? And then I would leave and I would come home and my kids would have blazed through most of what I've made. And I was like, I had multiple feelings about it. Part of me was like, I'm so happy that my kids are loving this soup that has kale and like no sugar in it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, damn it, I now have to come up with another recipe because everything that went into that is now gone, you know, so it was just hard So, and also I'm not really a diet person. This is the only one diet I've ever done. And I really don't ever plan on doing a diet again. I really didn't love it. Um, But I will say I ended up going 45 days. It was a 30 day diet, but I ended up going 45 days on this diet because it had such an impact on my life. It was so hard and I stuck with it. And there was a little part of me that I was almost a little afraid to go off it because I felt this shift in my life. I felt myself becoming courtney 1.5. And I know people go on diets all the time, so I don't know why I had such an in, it why it had such an impact on me, but I was just so proud of myself. And at the end of 45 days, I seriously thought I could do anything. I felt Powerful. And total side note, I really was thinking, wow, this was an amazing experience that I had. My sister a year later went on the diet and she felt exactly the same way. So I'm not saying it's whole 30. I'm just saying there was something about doing something hard for a long period of time, I think was the magic. I don't necessarily think that that is, I'm not like, I'm not selling the diet. I just think it was the circumstance of doing something really hard. So, and this might sound a little dramatic, but my self-concept had been elevated. See, so what you think about yourself is shaping your self-image. And again, the reason that this is so important is because we will act and make decisions that align with this self-image. So again, if if you believe you're an unorganized person, you'll behave in a way that reinforces this. If you believe you're, you if you're always like, oh, I'm always late. I'm always late. You're probably going to always be late, right? If your self is of a person that does hard things pushes yourself, you, this is what you will do. And that is what happened for me. It made me think really, if I can do this, what else can I do? I now believed I was capable of way more in my life. It really did uplevel my self-concept. So Courtney 1.5 was like the woman who could do something she had never done before that was hard. Something that people around her didn't really understand and sometimes they made little snarky comments about. Courtney 1.5 was the woman that could do something alone and support herself in that decision. Courtney 1.5 became the person that could do it her way You know, I decided that I actually wasn't going to go back to the way I had eaten before the diet and then do the diet a few times a year, which a lot of people do with this diet and other diets is they, they kind of do the diet and they maybe lose some weight and then they gradually go back to their old way of eating and then they'll do the diet again. And that's totally fine for some people. Some people, they use it as a reset, no judgment. I didn't want to do that. I really never wanted to do a diet again. And so at the end, I decided that I didn't like diets, but what could I take from this desire and implement into my diet for the rest of my life? That is what I did. And lastly, Courtney 1.5 took the growth from what she learned by doing something hard, investing in herself, and then said, okay, what's next? So I've been creating amazing results as Courtney 1.5 for years. And this year I'm creating Courtney 2.0. So what is your uh, 2.0 self look like? I almost said, what is your Courtney 2.0? But you, that, that's not your name. <laughs> what is your 2.0 self look like? You really do get to decide. It's just a decision. And you can come at this from a few different ways. So here are some questions to ask yourself, questions to consider. What do you want to create in your life? And who do you need to become to achieve this? What self-concept do you need to have to achieve this? So as an example, if you want to create a business where you make $100,000 a year, what skills are you going to need to develop? And use these questions for anything. So if you want to make, start making $5,000 a month, if you want to make $50,000, $200,000, here's the great questions. What skills are you going to need to develop? Are you going to have to be the woman that thinks bigger? Are you going to have to push yourself harder and allow uncomfortable emotions that come come up for you? Are you going to have to become more organized? Are you going to have to start investing either in yourself or business, whether it's time or money, right? Are you going to have to learn to trust yourself to do what you say you're going to do? That's a big one for people, Right. Are you, I'll say it again, are you gonna have to learn to trust yourself to do what you say you're gonna do? So last year I did my first like live workshop over Zoom. And it was called How to Kick Ass in the Fourth Quarter. It was awesome. (laughs) And the reason I decided to do that workshop is because I now, as Courtney 2.0, see myself as a life and business coach that helps hundreds of women make more money in their businesses. So my thought was, okay, if I'm helping hundreds of women, thousands of women, what would I do? I would do live workshops, even though it was horrifying at first. And it's still uncomfortable. It's not quite horrifying, but that's what I would do. And then this podcast too is the same thing. What would I do if I was, you know, helping hundreds, possibly thousands of women double their business, double their sales, make more money in their business. What would I do? I would have a podcast. So for me, Courtney 2.0 is more brave. I trust myself more. I don't overwork. I'm more efficient when I do work. Courtney 2.0 makes everyone around her feel inspired to be like their best self she impresses the shit out of her kids, and i i don't I might be the only one, but there is some that is something for me that is really big when I go to tell m- any one of my three boys, I did this to see them the way they look at me. it is just everything to me. so what do you think? what is the even better version of yourself and notice I said even better because we want to love on ourselves as we are now we're not becoming. We're not becoming this next version because we aren't good enough now. We're totally good enough now. We're just doing this for the fun of being alive, of living life to the fullest. We're doing it to be an example of what is possible. I'm doing it to be an example of what it's possible to other women. I want other people to look at me and go, did you see what she has done with her business? Did you hear how much money she's making? Did you hear what she said? It totally resonated with with me. I want people to feel inspired to take their lives to the next level by seeing what I'm doing with my life. And we're doing it because this is like our one and only life in this body. So why the hell not? And you know, I also want to add, as I become more courageous and strong and vulnerable, those are three things that I feel like I'm becoming this year, more courageous, strong, and vulnerable, the more money I make. And I love this. Money is not the most important thing, but if it's like the byproduct of all this growth, I am in for it. You'll find that when you gain the skill of bettering yourself in one area, there is a ripple effect into the other areas of your life. That is how going on the diet ended up taking my whole life to the next level. And it's also with my coaching. You know, I decided to become a life coach because coaching, I originally got into coaching to help me make more money in my business and it did that but then it started affecting every area of my life. I felt like my kids were benefiting by me being a coach. I felt like I was helping my husband with his job, me being able to help coaching him. It's taken every area of my life to the next level. So be thinking about you in every area. How do you want to grow? What area do you want to start with first? And I really, I I suggest focusing on one area at a time. And I find that when you master one area, you can easily move on to others and you can like use what you've learned in one area in the other areas, especially like what I said earlier about um, doing what you say you're going to do. And you can apply this with anything. This has really even helped me with my eating. When I decide this is how I want to eat today or tomorrow, or I'm going to a party, but I really want to eat well because I want to sleep well. And when I make a decision on what I want to eat now, I show up so much more powerfully and I trust myself to, to do what I said I'm going to do because I have shown up for myself in my business. It's very interesting how it all affects your whole life. So lastly, a great question to ask yourself is, what if I did something even if I was scared? What would you do? Right? What would I do even if I was scared? That might be your 2.0. So I hope this inspired you to think about what is possible for you to take yourself to the next level, your 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever you want to claim it is. See you next week. If you are ready to take your business to the next level and double your monthly sales, I would love to have a conversation with you. I coach women one-on-one to help them achieve at levels higher than ever before. Find me on social and at my website, thebeautifulentrepreneurs.com.